Well, hello, everybody. Hey, man. <laughs> Apparently, hello. Kevin is joining us from the south this week. So, yeah. Uh, did you ever watch that episode of Friends? Are you a Friends fan at all? No, I'm not. So, um, so Joey, you know, he's the actor, right, yeah. on Friends, and okay. his he was taking a dialect class or something, so he could learn to speak dialects, <laughs> and and his southern accent. <laughs> Always came out Jamaican. <laughs> like, hey, man. Yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about, man? Uh, I don't know. Come on. Come on, brother, man. And then he's like, the South will rise again, man. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, so Kevin's joining us from Jamaica this week or yeah. the South, depending on the, uh, what you the- watch. But uh, this is the Worship Ministry Catalyst. <laughs> We're doing it at the beginning this time. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders, worship team men- members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate better worship in the local church. My name is David, and I'm here with... Your Jamaican brother, Kevin. <laughs> no, it, it's me. It's Kevin Cruz. I have no Jamaican in me or any sort of ethnicity in me. Oh, but um, you could play the part well if you chose. Yeah, if I if I want to, I, I've been I've been around enough culture, I suppose. But which I just want to before we get in, I want to apologize. I've been you know I listen to our podcasts and I hear me sniffle a lot, and so oh. <laughs> I've got this like chronic sinus thing and yeah for like ten months now, dude. Yeah, so that sucks. I just wanted to apologize to our listeners again. I know we've done it in the past, uh, but. Just wanted to apologize for the sniffles. And I don't think people mind. I think they like it. It it, uh, it brings character. To the- <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's the podcast where that guy sniffles the whole yeah. time. Well, yeah, you know, we we got the the DJ personality with the sniffles, and then we got the and then we got the weird the weird guy personality with the nasally voice. So. Which I got my pencil out this time, you know, because you kept rambling on about something. So if you see me pointing at the point. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> I kept rambling. No, everything I had to say was so purposeful. I don't know what you're talking about. Every point, everything I make, there is a point involved. It just takes me a while to get there sometimes. We should get a little bell or something. Like if we go Ding. way too far down a bunny trail, you know, one of us can smack it and get us back on topic. No way. If we can actually remember I don't what the topic know. is. I don't know what a bunny trail, I don't know what you're talking about. So this episode, we're going to talk about... Taking it personal. Taking it personal. In particular, taking it too personal. Uh, See, oh, we, we were going to talk about something else, too. And it's we? all related to this. We're go- we are going to pause for a minute and let you listen to <laughs> oh, something. Oh, gosh. Are you, are you playing it? <laughs> we're going to put it in this podcast. Oh, this I'm going to put myself out there. Are, 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 are you going to set up, up the clip? Are you gonna open set myself up? up for all the ridicule that would come with this. And uh, so, anyway, Kevin and I, we were in a choir together at Multnomah, Multnomah. at the time, Multnomah Bible College. Ambassador Choir. Multnomah University, the school formerly known as Multnomah Bible College. There you go. And uh, we were in the Ambassador Choir. We traveled around. Woo-hoo. We were lucky enough to get to record a CD that year. Yeah. Right? And so Good, good fun. Yeah, so one of the songs that we recorded was the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir's song, Nothing, Nothing is Impossible. Nothing is Impossible. And I still remember Mrs. Gibby asking me to sing that song. No, sing, the, I, sing the solo. Yeah, sing the solo. Song. So, so if you if you don't know me, it doesn't get much more milk than me, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. I'm really working hard at breaking out of my shell, you know, and 
when I like I'm trying to to channel the spirit of Tommy Walker when we're playing Tommy Walker songs. I'm really trying to embrace Ray and oh. and uh, I love Stevie all Wonder, all your and, metaphors, and all these guys, you know, me. to try and open myself up to be able to you know to look a little more alive on stage. I'm pretty. I'm pretty white. Yeah. You know, I get, I'm pretty white. And, and uh, so anyway, so this is not a white guy song. Like yeah, well, you can't and, just and, stand still and sing this and song. And you got you to understand too, it's not it's not just David. Our entire choir, <laughs> we are about the widest choir. That, the, the soulless. The soulless choir. <laughs> no, I mean, we're, we're doing, you know, Gibby was a huge fan of Brooklyn Tabernacle. Right. So. And I am too. I love it. It's fun. And, but I mean, everything with Brooklyn Tab is all, it's all soul, man. It's mm-hmm. all gospel. I mean, you know, Cindy Cymbalta, right? Um, you know. Cymbala. 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 Symbola. Sorry, I did that before. Symbolta. It's like a. It's like a drug, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I made that same mistake like like ten podcasts ago. Yeah. It's Symbola. <laughs> anyway, so so she writes great music, very soulful. Um, but man, here we are in Portland, Oregon, up in the northwest uh, of the United States, the northwest region. At basically a conservative Baptist Bible college. I mean, right. it's a Bible college, but it's well, and, majority and the, and the conservative Baptist of that kids area, who go The there. demographics of that area, the whole northwest area, is predominantly white. You know, right. we're, we're, we're about as non-diverse as it comes. So here we are, <laughs> a bunch of white college students doing this incredibly soulful song. And David takes the solo. He takes the lead. Yeah, and so so if you are out there and you have some soul advice you could give me, <laughs> please email me. I would love, you know, ways that I can free free myself from the bondage of white and uh, embrace soul. I would love to hear some advice on that if you have it. And I mean that I'm I'm being dead serious. I don't mean it in any kind of derogatory way. I mean, I would love your help because I need it. David, so, I, I think I think you're great. I just got to say so anyway, I like you. We have right. this recording. So, you know, in a lot of recording studios, they have auto-tune, right? So, if you're if you have if you're singing a little bit off key, it'll fix your fix your pitch just a little bit. Well, when we were recording this solo, we tried for like a half an hour to get it to work with my voice. Something weird about my voice. The auto-tune, auto-tune work? would not work. So wow. in this recording, it is 100% authentic me. That's great. We did so many takes of so many of these <laughs> well, <laughs> to hey, get it, it right. Regardless, it's going to sound better than, than the song I did a few weeks ago, which was just, it was a board feed done live. <laughs> all right. So, so take comfort in that. So here it is. Multnomah Ambassador Choir. This is from 2001, I think. 2000, 2001? Ish. Yeah, this is uh, Nothing Is Impossible uh, featuring David Linder on the solo. Oh, yeah. There's that trumpet. Come on. Yeah. 
regrets what my God can do. What is done for others, He can do the same for you.
ladies and gentlemen. Woo! We forgot to tell you a couple other details about that. That was it. Um, Kevin. <laughs> Me. Yeah, you were playing on that. I was. I, I was playing the um, the wannabe B three organ. It, it was actually a really horrible patch off of the Korg Triton. Um, it was the best patch I could find that actually sounded like a real B three. But didn't you didn't you bring in your uh, B four or whatever that I was? Didn't, to no, record I didn't. No, I didn't have it back then. You didn't? No. Oh, nope. Or B two. What was it? It, it was XB two. Yeah. XB two. Yeah. Yeah. The the B four is the the program the uh, the simulator yeah, program right. that Scott has. So there's a funny story about this. <laughs> um. Yeah. So David told, tells me this story. We're, we're reminiscing. Um, we're talking. We're talking about this song, and I honestly don't think it was that bad. Like you're a better singer than me, right? You know, because you actually have a normal voice. I got that weird kind of quirky, nasally Michael W. Smith meets, um, you know, I, I don't know meets uh john foreman from switchfoot meets what's his name from the fray you know it, it meets <laughs> Derek webb you know it, I, I have like all okay. those kind of voices combined um but you're unique we'll talk about that sure later. But, okay uh, well that that's a polite way of saying it so 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 I, I honestly think david's voice sounds good um i i like it but the the thing that cracks me up every time is is it's so white you know and <laughs> it's so and like it, it, it's not just him it's all of us we're all so white you know and uh but uh so, so i'm so, saying yeah the story yeah the story, story. <laughs> yeah where's my pencil get to um, the point yeah so um so we sang that song at a graduation, which was actually a big deal because it had always been really traditional style music. At graduation. Until that graduation. Yep. And so we did that song. And um, my wife and I didn't know each other yet. We hadn't, I mean, we may have met once, but we didn't actually know each other. Yeah. I didn't know she was there. <laughs> she had come to the graduation to watch some friends or, you know, some other people that she knew from her church because she went to Laurelwood Baptist yep. Church. Yeah, she went to Laurelwood. And so she had friends who were going there and one of them was graduating or I something think it was like Becky that. Maybe. Yeah. And so, um, so she was there to watch and then, and then part of the ceremony was the Multnomah Ambassador Choir singing that Nothing song. is Impossible. With you with singing, me the solo. singing the solo. And your future wife is in the audience. You yes. guys don't know each other. <laughs> and, and so she tells me the story later. And apparently all the way home from the ceremony, <laughs> they were making fun of me. <laughs> They're making fun. This song. They're making fun of that guy, yeah, quote unquote. That guy. that guy who sang that solo and yeah. how and how cheesy it was. Yep. And she ends up marrying you. Yeah, she married me. <laughs> I love it. And so, so she she still knows to this day if she wants to get under my skin, uh, she can bring up that incident. Uh, but anyway, hey, we downloaded that song for free from uh, Multnomah. Yep. Multnomah's website. I'm going to put a link there. So it's in the podcast. Hopefully we're legal. If you want to go download it, you yeah. can go download it for free. Right. So, it, um, it's a free recording, and we're giving a shout out to the original source. So I think I think we're okay. We're in the, yeah, the legal. So, so anyway, that realm. brings us to our topic. Yes. We uh, we were wanting to talk about today this idea of being uh, too hard on ourselves. And, and and let me let me tell you, listeners, the the context behind this, because as David and I were were chatting before the recording. We we were talking about the song, and Dave was like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, I, like I, I hate it, you know, my voice." And and he's talking about Becky and how you know, um, yeah, you know, Becky wants to get under my skin. You know, she can just say that. And I'm thinking, well, man, like, like, 
Aren't you a little hard on yourself? Because I think is I think is pretty decent. I mean, yeah, it's corny and it's cheesy and well, uh, well, there's that song. But you know what? What I'm probably sparked it more than that song was us talking about. You know, um, when people recommend songs to us, there we go, and they say, "Well, hey, it would be great if." So and so, the other guy that sings on the worship team would do this new song, or it would be great if so and so, this girl who sings on the worship team would do the new song, or would do this song, or that song, or or yada yada yada. It's never, hey, I would really like for you to sing this song. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and that hurts. So yeah, it hurts. hurts. It's like, well, maybe maybe it's just because they hear my voice every week, so they're used to hearing it, and they but they, or you know they hear these other voices that are different and it's just refreshing. You know, who knows what it is, but anyway, but for, you know, to always have suggestions be about someone else doing something that you, that you do all the time. Right. It starts, you know, you start to think, Ooh, well maybe I'm not a good singer or maybe well, they see, don't and, like me. Or, and, and, you here, know. and here's what I was saying to you, man. Like, like I, I think, I think that's totally, you know, that that's totally one of those, self-talk lie type of things you know where uh where you 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 know you are a good singer um and it's just whatever for a variety of reasons um you know you're you're always one singing who knows you know what here's what here's what i say all right this this is my big thing and i was i was telling you this david and i'll just i'll throw it out there for everyone like I, I resolved in my heart a long time ago that I'm not a great singer. Like I can sing. I have no problem singing. I sing at church. Um, I, you know, I, I lead. Um, I, I sing solos when I have to at church. Um, you know, I, I've even sung on the podcast before. Like I, I have no problem singing. But what I did is, is I kind of resolved that I'm, I'm not a great singer, and I'm okay with that. Uh, and here's why: there's a lot of there's a lot of really talented, amazing singers out there who, you know, play an instrument. You know, they're 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 known for being singers who play. And I decided, you know what? I'm gonna be known for for someone uh for for being a player that sings. I'm gonna be known to I'm gonna be a piano player that sings instead of a singer who plays piano. And and so, you know, I, I figured Which by the way, you have a good voice. I like your voice. Oh, thanks. But man, this guy can play. Yeah, well, and and I've worked I've worked hard on it, you know, because I realize I, I don't have a. But you're going to hear him play. I don't have a naturally gifted voice, uh, but I can I can probably really work on playing. And so, and so now, you know, like I, I just go ahead and say, hey, I'll, I'll let I'll let my playing do the singing for me. And so, you know, even if I'm not the best singer, I'll, I'll play some kind of interlude or or do do something that's going to maybe distract away from my vocals. And and so it actually doesn't bother me a whole lot when when P, I mean no one has ever asked me ever in my life to sing a solo, um, and, and that's fine you know. And I think I was kind of in the same place as you. Like even in choir, even when we were in choir together, I never got asked to do so. You got asked. Brian got asked. Even John got asked at one point. You know, I was never asked. Um, you know, to do to do a solo. And and I think I used to kind of be where you're at, just like wow what what's the deal what are they trying to say and finally i said i don't have to be the greatest singer in the world and i can still be a, a, a gifted i can still be a gifted worship leader and i can still lead worship and do what i love doing even without a great voice yeah and you know and thinking about this there you know i think about 
when we do when I'm doing a weekend review, I, I just kind of have a tendency to be harder on myself maybe than, and I, you know you probably do the same yeah. thing, but you yeah, know, harder on myself than maybe I should be. Uh, and I've actually gotten a couple comments about that, like you know, man, you're too hard on yourself, blah blah. You know, well, yeah, didn't I just say that before we started recording? <laughs> yeah, but like you know, but other people have noticed that kind of things um, on just on just text stuff that I'm writing and stuff like that. So I kind of have a tendency to do that. But one of the things, one of the things that I have done to, that kind of helps is is to give my chance to celebrate if I think I've done well at something. Celebrate the wins. Celebrate celebrate the win. Even if no one else does, I'll do it myself. So one of the ways I'll do that is I'll grab the recording of the worship time. If I think we had a good worship time, I'll grab it and I'll listen to it, you know, and I'll think, hey, that was pretty good. Cool. And so, you know, it and it could be really easy to go to go too far and get proud and say, Ooh, you know, I'm really good, I'm really good, and here's the proof because we recorded it every week and it just sounds good every week and you know, blah, blah, blah. But but as long as you're not, as long as you're sure you're not going to go too far down the road, then I think I think one of the things that we can do is to celebrate when we do when we do have a really good weekend, or when even if there's just one song in the weekend that was excellent, then then uh, take it, take the recording, take listen it. to it, put it on your iPod, you know, bring yourself back to it. One, of, I, I've used that song because even though. Um, even though it's stylistically not my strength and you know we were all way out of our element singing that song the recording of it i think is pretty good yeah and i am proud of the fact that i was the one that recorded it in tune there you go yeah you no auto tune right yeah, no auto tune and so it's all me and so i'll listen to it from time to time and think hey i did a pretty good job on that and so so we need to find those things where we can celebrate the wins, even you know, even if no one in the rest of the church is coming up and saying you're doing great, which that's not true here because there are people that are coming up and saying, right. giving but, compliments but about think, this man, or that. David, I think your point is well taken, and I would venture to guess that there are a number, if not the majority of people listening who have been in that place. I mean, I have. Gosh, I mean, haven't we all? We're, we're so hard on ourselves. I, I am by far my toughest critic. Yeah. By far. And and after church on Sunday, you know, I'll come home and I'll be talking with Melanie, my wife, and, and I'm like, oh, gosh, you know, I just, oh, you know, that went wrong. And I it just it just didn't feel like people were connecting. And, and Mel, Mel's like, what are you talking about? You know, like. Well, here's the thing. Um, you want to know what the thing is? Here's <laughs> yeah, the thing. Give me the thing. Um, <laughs> We, you know, we put a lot of time and effort and energy into all of the details of the entire service. So as the service is going on, we are aware of all the details of the entire service. We notice every little thing that goes well, every little thing that is okay, every little thing that goes wrong. Right. However, to the average attender, chances are they're not going to notice most of the details unless it goes really wrong. Right. Now, you know, there are a couple of things, you know, we, we, we've had a couple of weekends here and there where, where there'll be a mistake and, you know, the music, I mentioned this in our review last weekend on Saturday night, we were doing the closing song, which was, uh, I'd rather have Jesus. I started it in four, four and it's supposed to be in six, eight. And so nice. I had to get us back into yeah. six, eight Sunday morning. The drummer started us off and then somehow we ended up on, um, 
not not that song another song i'm not going to be able to remember it all who are thirsty mm. so that song's in six eight yeah. did the oh, whole song in four four the entire song wow. was in four four how, how's that even possible well somehow all it all worked out thirsty. but i didn't want to stop <laughs> and restart yeah. the song you know all that would be more embarrassing so so there are, you know you're going to have those things and people are going to notice some of them but they don't notice most of them. And even that song, when we did the whole song in 4-4 four, four instead of 6-8, there were probably still 75 or 80% of the people that really had no idea that we were doing it in the wrong time well, signature. Yeah, I mean, they here, might have noticed we got off to a rocky start, but once we all got into this groove and somehow stayed there, they are probably just, oh, it's just a little he, different. You know, you know, Chris Tomlin is notoriously famous for doing that with his songs. Um, uh, like the Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone song is yeah. in 4-4. Four, four. Amazing Grace is in three four, right? And no one seems to notice, you know. Like no one seems to notice that, you know, the 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 standard song, Amazing Grace, how one two three one, you know that that's the standard song, right? Right. And he changes it to like, um, the Lord. I, I can't even. I can't even do how he. What does he do? Um, uh, he he elongates all the middle. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. I'm still in three. Yeah, I'm still in three too, right? How do we get out of there? Yeah, so uh, it, uh, it's ingrained. We've been doing it our whole lives. Uh, I've been free. Here, yeah. here we go. Here, here we go. Here we go. Give, give it to me, David. There it is. Yeah. Right. And then. Amazing grace. Yeah. So. How that wasn't piped in there. Oh, well. The sound. Right, so, so he he does it all the time, but no one notices it. Right. You know, people sing along. Um, the other song, uh, one of his first big hits, a uh, famous one. Uh, in the middle of the song, out of nowhere, he he throws in a five six measure. Um, <laughs> you know, or, or a five eight measure. Sorry, the whole song is in six eight. You know, and uh, uh, it, it, it's at the uh, it's in the middle of the chorus. Um, uh, you know, you are the Lord, the famous one, famous one. Great is your name in all the one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six. Like, you know, I like for no reason he throws in this five eight measure, um, which is just weird. But he does it all the time in his songs. He'll throw in like weird meters and weird time things, and people sing along. Yeah, and and people do it in churches, and no one cares. Yep. So anyway, don't be too hard on ourselves. Yeah. Just stop it. Well, yeah. Stop it. Easier said than done, though, right? Because I I was trying to think of some other helpful advice we can give. And I think just celebrating, stopping to actually celebrate, you know, in the midst of criticizing yourself, try and force yourself to stop and find one good thing. There was at least one good thing. Every weekend, there's one good thing. Yeah. Well, if you remember, we actually did a whole podcast on criticism. It was like it was like episode six or seven. It was a long time yeah. ago. And but that, this is episode thirty, by the way. Hey, three zero. Yeah, man. We better start working on episode fifty, getting a crowd. If we're gonna we, actually we gotta, do this we thing, we gotta live. make it big. We gotta find an audience. We gotta <laughs> pay some people to come or something. <laughs> no, no. We, there's plenty of people who will come. Um, Bribe them with yeah, food, with food, pizza, free food, pizza. I love pizza. So what we were talking about in that in that one criticism episode a long time ago, you know, had to deal uh, specifically with... Got that song in my head now. Yeah. Sorry. Get it out. 
uh, it had to deal with you know um, how how we how we handle feedback um, you know how how we deal with criticism from other people. And I think the interesting thing is dealing with criticism from ourselves. I think is way harder. Well, yeah, because you're in your own head all the time. Yeah. You can't shut it up. Yeah. And so get out of there. And I don't know about you, but if something goes wrong, I just maul it over and over and over again and So so why do we do that? And how do we stop? (laughs) Well, you know, obviously we don't have it figured out because you're doing it. We're still doing it. No, and and even you know, even me, like even though I resolved, you know, a long time ago that I won't worry about my voice, I, I still you know, I still do it. If not my voice necessarily, then I'll do it about like the service in general or how things went down or how well, people responded. Yeah, um, you know, Rick Warren, which uh, my pastor told me, Rick Warren says he doesn't try and hit a home run every Sunday. He just tries to get on base. There you go. And so one of the, we might be one thing we might be able to do that would help as you know as worship leaders and as worship teams leading worship. Yeah, you want to have weekends where you hit a home run. Easter weekend, you want to hit a home run. Yeah. Christmas weekend, you want to hit a home run. Other weekends throughout the year, you want to hit a home run. But, you know, probably, what, 80% of the weeks, you just need to get on base, right? Mm-hmm. You just need to get get people out of from where they are and get them from what's going on this week into worship. You just that, you know, if nothing else happens, if you don't take them to the point of worship where they are throwing themselves down on the floor completely and wholly surrendered or they're jumping up on their chairs and raising their hands and they cannot contain themselves in worship. Wow. If you're not doing that every, you know, every week then don't beat yourself over the head. Right. You know, if you know, somehow we've got to get to a point where we can just recognize, yeah, we didn't, they weren't, you know, they weren't frothing at the mouth, but they were, <laughs> but, but they were, they, they, wow. we got them from their car into worshiping. And, and, and that's not to say, that's not to say we should settle for mediocrity. Right. You know, I, I think we should always be, be achieving, striving for yeah, excellence, be achieving excellence in all that we do. And, and, wanting you know practicing towards it and working towards it and but yeah and maybe maybe that is it to a certain degree i think i think a lot of us myself and perhaps you included and perhaps everyone listening um you know we we get up there and we're like ah we want to get this perfect we want to get it right we want to do it flawless and it's not always flawless and and that's okay yeah that's okay. Well, I, you know, I grew up with a dad who was a perfectionist, and so I've tried my whole life to not be a perfectionist. But at times, yeah, it still comes out. And, well, and, 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 and even, like you, like you were saying, David, where where we have so much invested in this, and we know all the details, and there's so much buy-in. I, I think there is going to be that level of perfectionism. But you know, I think the point being, at times, to be able to say, you know what. I don't care about my voice. You know what? I don't care. People don't ask me to sing a solo anymore. Um, you know, we're we're doing this for God's glory. God is being honored. God is being glorified. And even if we're not hitting a home run and people aren't frothing at the mouth, I love that. <laughs> I'm going to use that from now on. Come on, people. Why aren't you worshiping? I don't see your froth. I don't see any froth going on. Oh, man. Um, yeah, but yeah, e- even if that doesn't happen, man, God's still being glorified. Yeah. Which reminds me, no, I'm not going to go there. Okay. I'm not. All right. I leave don't it want alone. to. Yeah. But, you know, for our volunteer worship leaders out there, you know, 
it's going to be even a bigger challenge when you're in a volunteer role yeah. and and you're working a full-time job. Maybe you're a parent and you're working a full-time job and you're leading worship voluntarily at church, whether you're doing the worship leading or you're playing. There are going to be weeks when you have the time to prepare and lead a worship service that's going to be a home run. There are going to be weeks when all you can do is try and not strike out. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be bad, but you know, God God is the God of everything. God is the God of all of us and he knows he knows the beginnings and ends of our lives and he has the big picture on what's going on and he knows that wow. as long as you're getting up there on the weekend and if you've had a week when you've only had a couple hours to work on the worship, but you still get up there and you give it, you give those couple hours your best, and you give the weekend or your worship service your best, then that's good. Yeah, and, and, and praise God that God knows. Yeah, <laughs> you know, man, thank goodness that uh, that the Lord knows our hearts, and um, you know, I, I mean, if we want to get biblical and, and you know, co- uh, compare the. Uh, you know, the, the lady who gave, you know, just a few measly talents or, or cents or whatever it Mites. was, you know, um, and that was all she had as compared to the guy who, you know, was boasting and beating his chest and, and saying, look, you know, look at all I'm, I'm giving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, you want to you want to give your best for sure. Um, and and you want to I, I think we all perhaps as leaders need to uh, be a little less hard on ourselves. Well, and you know, and I don't know if you deal with this, but I have members on my team who get really frustrated when they mess up, you know, like they got a lick in a song and and they they know it, they nail it in practice and then they mess and it up then, in the worship yeah. service, right? Yeah. And then they're just beating themselves over the head on it and you know, what you brought, you brought as best as you could and and that still honors God. That's yep. you know, they didn't purposely, you know, they worked on it beforehand. They did it right in practice. They just happened to mess it up in the worship service. They didn't purposely, you know, just blow it. They weren't right. lazy and blow it. You know, they <laughs> they worked and God honors that sacrifice. And so, yeah, definitely. So we just we need to find a happy medium between between striving for excellence and still at the same time celebrating our victories. And it's tough. I mean, yeah. obviously we don't have it figured out. And David, like you were saying, you know, you still have a hard time with with your voice and feeling you know, feeling like, you know, man, maybe my voice isn't up to par and I know my voice isn't up to par. So I'm cool with that. You know, I like but, your voice. Well, thank you. I, I think it's I, cool. I appreciate that. You were saying earlier it's unique. And I think my comment was, um, unique is a polite way of saying your voice sucks, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> See, I disagree because, you know, Michael W. Smith, I think the whole music industry is surrounded is is engulfed and enveloped with unique voices. I suppose so. Well, like I said, if, if your if, voice uh, isn't unique, it doesn't sell. That's if, the music if being, industry. If being a mix between Michael Levy Smith and John Foreman from Switchfoot and the dude from The Fray and Derek Webb. You know if, what I think? If being a mix is you, of, of those four guys is unique, then I guess that's me. Well, I think you are you. Hey. You're not a mix of those four I guys. I am Kevin. You are Kevin. I am Kevin Cruz. So, should we start a 12-step program? Or? I know. I know. <laughs> uh, admit that, yeah. My first step is admitting it. Now I, now I need to like reconcile with all the people who have hurt me. Um, I don't know what all the 12 steps I don't, are. I just know a couple of them. So I that, just know that it's AA. And yes. Anyway, off, <laughs> anyway. the office was coming into my head. Oh, the last episode when they were coming up with initials, you know. Oh, what? no, that wasn't the office. That was Big Bang Theory. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> yeah, where's that pencil, David? Yeah. Get, get that pencil. Stay on point. 
So, this has been another episode, the 30th episode of the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. Episode we thank you so much for listening. Thank if you. you have some helpful advice on how um, on how we can overcome this <laughs> senseless need to over-criticize ourselves, please get in touch with us yep. at www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. You can email David at worshipministrycatalyst.com or, or Kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. And that's spelled C-A-T-A-Y-L-S-T, right? No. Catalyst. <laughs> I know I, I <laughs> C-A-T-A-L Yeah Y-S-T. See by now it's just a joke How how wrong can I spell it every week K K The number Number three <laughs> The letter Q So uh, and, and you can also join our social network WorshipMinistryCatalyst.ning.com We hope to hear from you again soon Bye Talk you guys <laughs>